is Yvonne Strahovski and you're listening to Chuck Bezos' podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show, It's About Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The first and only podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is great. This is Mel. And Liz. And you're listening to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode four for the beginning of April 2008. How are you guys doing? Real good. Oh, Ray, how's yourself? Yes. I'm doing great. Really excited to be back in front of the microphone. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I appreciate the patience of all of our podcast listeners. We've gotten lots of emails saying, love your podcast. We haven't had any emails saying, where are you? So we appreciate <laughs> your patience and we're back. We are back. Yeah. And I actually uh, met my first podcast listener this week, Nick from Toronto. Well, I want to give a shout out to Nick. He uh, came over to my place and I hope he can come to my Chuck Nights in the fall. Very cool. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Yep. Actually, a uh, little bit of an open invitation. Now, I, I don't want to make this too open because oh, I, I can only fit so many people in my in my apartment. But uh, if you are in Toronto and you want to come out to my Chuck Nights in the fall, um, keep that in mind. You can email me and hopefully we'll have a really good time. Um, and we want to uh, put out a call for votes. So we want to apologize. Uh, we didn't put out an episode in March, and that hurt our ratings a little bit. Um, we do want to please ask for your votes because it does uh, keep our podcast on people's minds and, and get people's minds on Chuck. We did great in January and February, and I'm, I'm sure uh, we'll be doing a lot better as, as we get more news and more podcasts out. Yes, absolutely. And on that note, our next podcast probably will be the first week of May, which will tie actually quite nicely with when... Chuck starts shooting. It starts shooting in May. And then we're going to have a lot more spoilers. We're going to have more interview opportunities and, and just more Chuckness going on. That's right. The show does resume shooting for the season two. They're calling it the pilot episode for season two. They're going to start filming that in May. So stay tuned. We should have some goodies for you. Our next podcast. And you were saying there's going to be something different about the pilot-ish thing for season two. Well, Josh Schwartz said at Paley Fest that the plan is to kind of own up to the fact that they've been off the air for several months at that point. So they're going to sort of reset. Um, they're going to have some bring in some new characters and new villains and things like that. So basically, they're going to acknowledge that the audience is smart and, and you know, the show has been off the air for goodness, by September, it will have been nine months, 10 months. So they're going to acknowledge that and kind of use it to their advantage to kind of relaunch the show. Um, they did say, however, that they're not going to go back and change anything. You know, the episodes that we've seen so far, that history is going to stay intact. They're just going to kind of relaunch from that from that point. Well, that's great. And, and we're going to learn more about that in the really exciting Paley Fest interview, which is going to come up towards the end of the show. That's right. Our girl Roz was there and she filed a report for us. That's pretty darn cool. Yeah. And so on to our news items. Uh, we actually have quite a few. Um, firstly, Chuck was a big part of Comic-Con last year, and it's been announced that 
they will be at Comic-Con in San Diego in July. Uh, do you have any more details about that? Yeah, the Comic-Con comes up in the end of July. Uh, Chuck plans to be there. We hope to be able to be there and cover it. Mel and I are making plans to go. Um, it's going to be in San Diego at the convention center there. And uh, we're, we're really looking forward to it. I know I am. I sure am, yeah. Yeah. I actually have two weeks off at the end of July, and there's a, an outside chance that the TV show that I'm working for right now might be shooting at Comic-Con, <gasps> because, of course, it's a, a documentary series on comic book authors. Mm -hmm. So I would love to be there. Never been to Comic-Con, and I would love to be there. So hopefully I'll see you guys and see some listeners and see some Chuckness. It should be a good time. Uh that would be really awesome, yeah. yeah. That would be very cool. And for, actually for our news rundowns, it was interesting. As, as I was looking at preparing this episode, I went to chucktv.net and realized that, wow, you guys have a lot of stuff in a time that there's not a lot of Chuck stuff. So um, what I thought is for our episode today, that we would just run through some of the things that are on chucktv.net. And if you, if you want to follow along... By all means, go to chucktv.net and, and uh, follow the news items. There's there's lots of great information there about things that are going on. We're going to start out with Chuck versus the comic book. And what do you guys have on that? Well, TV Guide broke the news, and then they talked about it some at Paley Fest as well. Um, Chuck's going to be getting even geekier in June when he lands his own comic book. Starting June 11th, they're going to launch a six-issue comic book that will follow Chuck. It says, in a series of worldwide travels, mishaps, near-death cliffhangers, and more. Um, this is the series that's going to be created by Wildstorm, which is a DC Comics imprint. And I've heard from other Josh Schwartz fans that there's a nice symmetry to this because in his prior series, The O.C., Adam Brody's character, um, Seth, was a comic book writer whose comic book was uh, published by Wildstorm, which is the DC Comics imprint that will be publishing this comic book. So that's kind of a neat TV to real life connection. Very, very cool. Um, I really enjoyed following the comic books that go along with the Heroes NBC show. Um, and they put a lot of time and effort into those comics. They're, they're literally actually published now um, in book form. And the cool thing is, and a lot of people didn't, don't realize that they, they don't just expand on the show. They give new stories that fit in with the show. And so you get, you get a lot more depth to the Heroes universe. And I, I'm hoping that's what's going to happen here, that we'll get more depth to the Chuck universe, um, something that will complement the shows. I, I can't wait to see this comic book. I think it sounds like a really neat idea. And of course, with our, our nerds being the nerds that they are, I think they would wholeheartedly approve. Yeah. And on to some more news items. You have a lot of news items relating to international airings. Um, firstly, uh, in the Philippines, I guess, Chuck is already on the air? Yes, it's airing on the Crime Suspense channel on free TV. It's started on Thursdays at 8 p.m. And we wanted to thank our Chuck TV reader, Anna, who sent in that information. Yeah, and he's also in Turkey. Yes, um, Chuck... Chuck is in Turkey right now. Um, according to Turkish Daily News, Chuck airs on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. on CNBCE. And we hope that our Turkey, our friends in Turkey enjoy the show just as much as we do. And we hope to hear from them, too. Yeah. And as well, of course, we don't want to forget our friends in the U.K. April 7th, I think, is the start date. Yeah. Chuck will premiere on Virgin One in the United Kingdom. And that will be on Monday, April 7th at 10 p.m. 
And we want to thank uh, ChuckTV.net reader Daniel for the heads up on that one. And, of course, we all know that the pilot of Chuck is really important to kick off this series. So all of our UK listeners, please find as many people as you can. Talk about it in your workplace, in your school, uh, in your family. Let's get lots of people in the UK watching Chuck. Also, another new thing on the site, which you can do, and I, I, I didn't see an end date for this, but you want to do this right away if you can. Something about voting for Zach and Yvonne at TV Guide. Yeah, TV Guide's running their Sexiest Stars of 2008 poll, and this actually ends on April 4th, which is the Friday after this podcast airs uh, premieres, so make sure you get right over there. Um, Zach is up for Sexiest Nerd, and Yvonne is up for Sexiest Sci-Fi Gal, so make sure you get over there and vote, vote, vote. I believe you can vote as many times as you want, so vote early, vote often. Vote as many times as you want. That's right. And there's some other news items. Uh, I don't know how much detail we want to go into, but in particular, the IGN interview, we'll talk about a little bit in the spoilers section of the show. And uh, do you have anything you want to say about about anything else that's going on on your site? Entertainment Weekly ranked John Casey and Sarah Walker number four on their list of 17 awesome bodyguards. The blurb says protectors are Adam Baldwin and Yvonne Strahovski. The two of them are polar opposites. One's a classic alpha male and the other's a super hot babe. They protect Zachary Levi, who is Chuck, and thanks to a college roommate who may or may not be his friend, he's top secret government files logged in his noggin. And also interesting to note is that Adam Baldwin also clocks in at number three on their list for his role as Ricky Linderman in My Bodyguard. So Adam is number three and number four on the list of 17 most awesome bodyguards. Very cool. Anything else of note in either of you two sites? Of course, you guys also run Ivanstrahovsky.net. Yvonne was recently at the details party, and we have some really beautiful pictures of her that were taken there, um, both on ChuckTV.net and Ivanstrahovsky.net. And um, get on over there and take a look at them. She's just stunning. She, this woman is so classy. Whenever she goes anywhere, she always looks A+. She really is gorgeous. And I've heard from those that were at Paley Fest that she's even more beautiful in person. So, Very, very cool. Well, without further ado, we're going to actually go to our Paley Fest interview. Sounds like it was a lot of fun to be there. We had a very faithful reporter on the scene, and Mel got a chance to talk to her. This is Mel with ChuckTV.net, and I'm here with Roz. She was our girl reporter at the Chuck panel at Paley Fest on March 18th, and she's going to tell us what it was like to be there. So first of all, Roz, can you kind of give us an idea of what this panel actually was? Okay. Uh, The way they're they're structured is you're sitting in um, a very nice old-fashioned movie theater in the middle of Hollywood, and it's you and 850 other people who love your show. And they start out with a little overview of what the Paley Center is and all this sort of stuff that after going to many, many, many panels gets a little boring. But um, (laughs) then they start off with um, an introductory clip of sorts to sort of get you ready for the panel. And the one for Chuck's was a three or four minute clip of Get Smart from a pilot where they introduced the cone of silence. Um, And what the clips do is they just sort of set the mood and some of the tone for what you're about to see. Uh, for the next hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, depending on how long the panel was. So the clip that they showed wasn't actually from Chuck. It was from no, Get no, Smart. No, that, that, that's before. They, they show something before to sort of uh-huh. for what you're about to do. And then um, 
we so the Chuck panel had um, Pat Mitchell, who's the director of the Paley Center, uh, come out and introduce the panel. Uh, she had a quick joke about the panel the night before, which included some sort of X-rated material that uh, will require some sort of parental advisory consent when you go to the Paley Center if you want to watch the panel from Monday, which was Jed Apatow. Oh, of course. Yeah, it, it, there was full frontal nudity involved as well. <laughs> <laughs> in the form of a movie clip from one of Jeff's new movies. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So not up uh, on stage. No, no, no. Not up on stage. But the poor guy who had done the scene in the movie is in the room and got very embarrassed because I kept talking about it. Tough act to follow for Chuck. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little hard. So Pat Mitchell introduces uh, the moderator for the panel, which uh, was Damon Lindelof, who's the executive producer of Lost. Yay! Um, And so he does a little thing talking about the show. Um, He brings out Josh Schwartz for a minute. Josh introduces the clip. The, or the montage package that they put together. He called it Chuck versus the Montage, and it's about <laughs> 15 or so minutes of part of the pilot and then quirky moments from the season. Uh-huh. And then the clip show ends, and everyone comes back, and everyone is on stage. And so the stage setup had Big Mike, Mark Christopher, there we go, uh, Scott Krinsky, uh Vic, so the guy who plays Lester, Julia Lang. Josh Gomez, Captain Austin, so Ryan, uh, Mick G in the middle, and then it went Adam Baldwin, uh, Yvonne, Zach, Chris, Josh, and Damon. That's the panel. That's uh, quite a crowd up there. It's, it was a little crowded, not as crowded as other panels, but mm-hmm. still pretty crowded. And they sort of start off asking questions about the panel. Um, Damon had this sort of very... James Lipton vibe going. That's what he was striving to do all night long. So he had blue cards like oh, from inside the actor studio. Uh-huh. And at the end of the panel, he actually asked everyone who was there one of the questions from the Proust survey. That, I love those. So, so everyone got asked that question. And then I think it was Yvonne, Zach, and Josh, I think it was, had different questions because he obviously didn't have enough questions for everyone that was on stage. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of just sort of a free flow moderator. So he let the, he asked a couple of questions, let the cast talk a lot, and then sort of interrupt when he had something on a blue card that sort of segued nicely in. So there was some talk of, of Zach and his big beard that everyone has seen by now into a question. And he was like, no, this is not a Jesus beard. Segwayed <laughs> into this question from one of the reporters from the New York, I think it's the New York Post. I can't remember. Hold on, let me find it. Oh, no. The uh, Star Ledger. So Alan Sippenwall had asked this question about Sarah's Wienerlicious outfit. Oh, the yes. the uh... yeah, that, that went into the, I'm going to ask you a question about, Jew, it was like Jews in Poland, and I, I can read the question, but it, it's just so out there. But we all just start cracking up. Because Josh Schwartz, of course, is Jewish. Yes, and Josh so is Jewish, and there was something about Seth Cohen in the mix. So his uh-huh. previous Jewish archetypal character and Chuck Bartowski together, and some sort of yeah Jewish assimilation dominance. I it, it went it went somewhere, and you can <laughs> you can find the exact question from uh, one of the guys the Futon Critic has been doing reviews of all of the Paley Center events that relate to TV, uh-huh. most of them. Um, and he has the exact quote. So if anyone ever wants to go look, where you go. 
We've linked to that on ChuckTV.net. So you can go over to the FutonCritic.com and read. I believe it's a almost minute by minute yeah. report of the panel. So, and, and that's a lot of fun to read. Yeah, as, lot, as much as can be recapped because these panels are really, they're, they're also just crazy. And I applaud the guys at the Futon Critic for actually going back and getting this done because it makes trying to remember what happens so much easier. Because <laughs> if you're in the audience and you just start laughing, you miss something. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have it again when you're back there. And with this crowd, it seems like you'd be laughing quite a bit. I mean, once Zach and Josh get going, especially. Yeah, and it was really awkward to have Adam and McGee and Ryan in the, in between them. So there's all this sort of, like, Josh started looking over and Zach started looking over and they were talking over each other. <laughs> and the other fun part is that actually Ryan and Josh Gomez started going at it a lot. Oh, fun. <laughs> so they were just quipping all the time and I can't even remember all of them. But there's plenty of moments where Josh and Ryan just start quipping about Ellie and then about other things and just there and go okay and we should note that sarah lancaster who plays ellie the other half of the awesome couple was um was sick and so she was not at the panel that's right so it was really quite the boys club because only yvonne and julia yeah were there to represent we're a little on the quiet side but not (laughs) that just sort of happens Um, yeah especially with the the size of the panel Mm -hmm. uh, the guys who were in the nerd herd also sort of were a little more quiet than everybody else Mm -hmm. So it was hard to hear stuff from Mark Christopher and Scott and Vic, but they were still there. And they had awesome moments in between. That's cool. So tell us some of the scoop that came out of the panel. Oh, gosh. Now I'm going to use that futon critic for the handy dandy. What did I forget? <laughs> it's been a week. There was some there was talk of season two and sort of where they're starting mm-hmm. uh, and that they're doing a reset of reminding people why everything's here. But they're not going to. So it's a reset to sort of get the story started again, mm-hmm. uh, not in terms of what happened, and they're not going to do any sort of retcon and screw with something that happened last season because okay. people notice that. Right. That. And they, they start filming, um, I think Josh Schwartz called it the, the pilot for season two. They're going to start filming that in May, aren't they? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, the writers are already back in the room breaking season two, and I think they're going back to work the beginning of May. Awesome. A lot of different shows are starting different weeks and mm-hmm. way too many Paley panels to remember <laughs> who's starting when. But, yeah, I think they're starting at the end of May. That'll be great. I, I like that it kind of gives them a lot of time to get season two laid out so that they have a, a really good plan for where they're going. And they've got time to execute it, not just plan it out, but execute it. So Exactly. So there's yeah. lots of time for the writers to work and get most of season two broken before you start filming it, because then if you know where the story's going, it helps inform how you shoot. I heard that Josh and Chris each had their own, were each vying for their own special guest star for the premiere. Yes, yes there, was, there was talk of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and, oh, I'm going to draw a blank on who the other one was. Dolph Lundgren was the other one. Yes, okay. From Rocky Four. <laughs> I've never seen Rocky. So. Oh, heresy. Oh. So they each had those, and, and that was just entertaining because we're sitting there well, in the audience going, what? We can't help but laugh because they started talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme and movies, mm-hmm. uh, which is just entertaining by itself. Um, <laughs> let's see. Adam Baldwin was being quite the jokester all night long, too. He likes to make jokes, and that was fun. And he deadpans. Like, he just, he's really good at deadpan humor. And that came across really, really well with everybody else in the room. 
he also got a huge round of applause for all of the people who loved Firefly. So there was there was lots of love. Ryan tries not to say awesome as much now. That was one of the fan questions that did have me sort of laughing. Mm-hmm. Because he said it maybe a dozen times or so during the panel, and then somebody asks a question and tries to say, no, I'm trying not to say it as much. And I try and say things are outstanding or something else that I cannot remember right now. Trying to distance himself from the catchphrase or just save it all for yes. so. Yeah, there was that, which was funny because from the Midwest, and he said that he grew up saying it, so it's a hard habit to break. I'm from the Midwest, and yes, it is. <laughs> Just like I'm a Californian, and if you'll notice, I say like a lot. Mm-hmm. It's uh, awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> Josh Gomez really wants to know where he lives and with whom he lives, which I thought was great. Oh, good point. We've never seen his apartment or futon or whatever. Or whatever, and Schwartz's comment was that he lives at home with mom. <laughs> So, so Morgan lives with his mother. Excellent. That could be mixed for some fun times with Morgan. Fun times with Morgan and Anna. Exactly. Ooh. Since we already saw Anna's parents. Um, I believe that they revealed some of the original information for Chuck when they were first breaking it out. And then, and then in the original pilot, there were two, two girlfriends or there was Sarah. And so there's the girl that he got dumped for by Bryce. Jill. So there's Jill. And then there was Kayla, who was his next-door neighbor. Mm-hmm. And then there was Sarah. And, and so there were three women, and it didn't play right, according to Josh and Chris, when they tested it and were watching, and they went, that's a lot of girls. For a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had, um, in our gallery for a while, we had the publicity still for Kayla, for the actress. Yeah, and I, actually, now that they've addressed this publicly, I think we'll go ahead and put it back up just as kind of a archival document to say yeah. this. You can have fun with that in our yeah. shows where they change cast members from the original pilot to mm-hmm. what made it on the air, and you've got two sets of publicity for it. Exactly. It's interesting to see what changes between a pilot and the show going on the air. Yeah. Now, the original title for Chuck was also mentioned, right? Yes, the original title was supposed to be Scenario 5, which sounds a little dorky and geeky, which was another source of conversation during the panel. Um, And that was from McGee. So McGee commented that Joss Whedon was a geek and J.J. Abrams was a nerd. And it got some sort of reaction from the crowd that I couldn't quite tell what was what, but it was said. Interesting, interesting. They're going to end up writing their own dictionary definition of geek and nerd by the end, by the time the show's over. I'm sure just because it's such a part of the show and what it, it's about. Mm-hmm. As much as it's about the action, it's also about the office environment and all of the nerdiness that comes with working at a place like the Bymore. And just sort of, I think, I think it was Josh who said something about how much he enjoys watching Casey go full into being part of the Buy More staff now and just how much he's dedicated to sales. And Oh, my gosh, he is. It was it was the funniest comment about Casey as a character and how much he's sort of, if he's doing something, he's going to do it all out. So when he's working at the Buy More, he's so in tune with what he needs to do to make a sale or something along those lines. So he's just intently that's what Casey's going to focus on right now. And five minutes later, if he has to go do something spy-related, he's going to focus on that. I love that about his character, that he is so focused on whatever the task at hand might be. Yeah, so that that was really funny to hear in the middle of a panel. Mm-hmm. 
that you don't necessarily get to see a lot or you don't think a lot about when you're just watching the show. So it's really kind of nice to have the entire cast talking about their experience on the show mm-hmm. what it means to them to be a part of this and what they get out of it it sounds like they really enjoy themselves and enjoy their jobs they really really do there was another sort of piece of information um mm-hmm. chuck is going to be back at comic-con in july for anyone interested in flying to san diego that's awesome we actually are planning to be there to cover that so um, and and there's also a comic book so they mentioned the comic book as well as talking about Comic-Con um, and that there are six issues of this Trek comic book from D.C. Uh, that are going to be at Comic-Con. And hopefully some footage from season two. So we're hoping, I think, to have enough of the season two pilot, as I'm going to call it, mm-hmm. shot and edited to present at Comic-Con. Yay! Well, that's exciting that they're going to be back there at Comic-Con. I mean, that's really their their demographic. So. Yeah. It's a great place, and I I find it funny being that I'm a fan of COC, that after years of talking about Seth going to Uh Comic-Con, putting out a comic, Chuck actually gets to go to Comic-Con. And And have a comic. Have a comic. Have a comic. COC, part of me also finds it funny that the imprint that is making the Chuck comic is also the imprint that was going to try and sell Seth's comic book. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, yes, my OC continuity. Yes. It's a happy day. Yay for synergy. Yes, yay for Josh remembering what he did one time and doing it again. In real life. Yes. There was also a conversation about a battle of Chucks during this panel, um, the Pushing Daisies panel, which features a girl named Chuck. Right. On Saturday. And then the Gossip Girl panel was the Saturday after this one. And they have a Chuck also, don't they? Yes, they also have a Chuck. And so there was a conversation about what sort of Chuck would win. And I think they determined that Chuck Bartowski would win, but they didn't really talk about the Chuck from Gossip Girl. So I don't know if Zach or Josh, not Zach, <laughs> just sort of delaying having to talk about Chuck because he did it again on Saturday. Uh-huh. Or, or Chuck Bass, not Chuck Bartowski. They're both Chuck B's. That's even worse. That is. Man, what was he thinking? But, you know. He, he didn't really have control over the names for Gossip Girl. Right. Already written characters in a book. And Chuck Bartowski is just so Chuck Bartowski. I mean, yes. I can't imagine him with another name. No, I can't either. I don't know. It, it would be weird. They were all asked things they would like to see. So I mentioned that Josh Gomez would like to see where Morgan lives. Um, mm. Big Mike. So Mark Christopher would love to see him actually fishing. Oh, Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what Vic and Scott said about the same thing, but they had some sort of something about it um, that that was entertaining. Um, and Vic also had to kind of play up that he's Canadian when Damon had asked Yvonne what it was like being the only non-American or non-U.S. person on the cast. And Vic said, I'm not, I'm not American either. And I don't get coffee when I go back home <laughs> or something like that not remembering exactly, but there was some conversation about coffee at, at Starbucks in Canada and Vic not getting any more attention or getting some, but not enough. I see. Well, looking at the pictures from the panel, he looks so different than when he's on the show. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a very different sort of guy. And uh, I didn't, there wasn't any, any question about why Lester happens to be Jewish, but yeah. he is. Um, and I, I said something afterwards that I appreciated that he was Jewish, even though he doesn't look it, so that there is some Jew, sort of Jewish character on Chuck. 
Well, it sounds like it was quite an interesting evening, and it was must have been really cool to get to see everybody actually in person yes. up on stage. Yeah, it was. Um, it was lots of fun, and you can just sort of see how much they like working with each other. And I think part of the good thing about Paley in relation to the strike this year is that it gave everybody a chance to come back together and hang out after not having been shooting since December uh-huh. see each other again to sort of get ready for May when they start doing everything all over again. Well, that's really cool. And I think we're all just a little bit jealous that you got to see Zach and Yvonne and Adam and the whole crew. But thanks a lot for sharing it with us. Oh, it was no problem. Yeah. It was a nice thing to do because I was already there. For our listeners, we've got more information and a bunch of photos posted at checktv.net. And those people that are watching the Enhanced podcast should have been seeing photos from the panel during this entire conversation with Roz. So we hope you enjoyed it. And we look forward to bringing you more reports like this from, oh, I don't know, Comic-Con in July. So stay tuned for that. Awesome. Yes. And thanks again to Roz for, for reporting for us. No problem. Thanks. Thank you. So Mel and Liz, what do you think about that Paley Fest? It sounds like that panel was high energy and quite entertaining. I mean, to see Adam and Zach and Josh and Ryan McPartland, who doesn't really come across as quite a jokester on the show. Apparently in real life, he he does um, hold his own with our other um, entertainers up there. Apparently he and Joshua Gomez just tore the place up. Just the two of them. Now, why do I not find that surprising? (laughs) (laughs) It it seems like you get any two of those in one room and you're going to have that happen. And, and to have a panel like that, I mean, that was, how many people were actually on the panel? Something like 13 or 14. It was quite a crowd. I've never seen a panel quite that big before, so I'm sure it was a blast. Yeah. From everything that I read, too, it was it was the biggest hit out of everybody that was at Paley. All that anybody could talk about was the Chuck panel. Uh, again, doesn't surprise me very much. Well, no, but we might be a little bit biased. That's true. Anyway, we're going to move right along to listener emails. We actually have quite a few, of course, because it's been a few weeks since we put out the podcast. And wow, again, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm so impressed with uh, where everybody's writing from. I mean, we, we got an email from Argentina. We got one from Chile. We got from from Switzerland. We got one from France and literally all over the world, even places that Chuck isn't airing yet. Uh, we're getting emails from people listening to the podcast. So we definitely want to shout out to everybody who's who's sent in. And I, I if I miss your name, uh, we do appreciate your email. Um, but I think I, I've I think we were able to gather all the emails together. Uh, I want to say hi to Manuel from Argentina, uh, Buenos Aires. I've, I've, I've actually been to Buenos Aires before. Beautiful city. Um, but he's 20 years old. He's a huge fan of Chuck. He loves the show. And Manuel was asking if we could share our theories about the show or character story. Um, first of all, actually, he had a really good question. Um, do we think that we'll get to know more about Jill? Jill, of course, being the girlfriend of Chuck's who Bryce stole away from him. What do you guys think about Jill? Well, I hope we do get to see her again because she sounds like a, an intriguing character if she's kept if she had kept a Chuck's fancy for so long after they actually broke up, she must have been really something. Yeah, and my and my thinking is that they give a lot of references to Jill like in a lot of episodes and I think there's too many references for them not to address that character. Mm, true. Maybe we never meet Jill, but I'm sure we're going to get to know more about Jill. Mhm. 
you think maybe Jill was involved with um, the CIA or something? Well, I think it's quite possible. And I, I think it, it looks like they were keeping tabs on Chuck even before Bryce met him because his file went back quite a way. So mm, good point. Uh, it could very well be. Maybe she was even an earlier operative. Yeah. So that, that was a very good question. He also asked about uh, whether we're going to be hearing more about Harry Tang. I sure hope so. I think that was a great character. He was an awesome character. But, you know, he's on the beach in Hawaii drinking pina coladas now. So does he even want to come back to the Buy More? I don't know. It'd be fun to have an episode where, you know, the uh, Chuck team has to go there and they meet up with him somehow. That would be funny. Oh, yeah. And wasn't his cover story uh, when they got him out that they were taking him for training or something? Yeah. With the Or that he was he was being recruited to be an agent. And, you know, who knows how far they took that story, but he could certainly um, foul up some actual spy mission if he thought he was a, an operative. Yeah, that actually has has the trimmings for a pretty good Chuck episode. Yeah, it really does. Um, and another question he asked was, when we'll be seeing new episodes again? I know they'll be sometime in September, but uh, I, I heard that actually Heroes is starting the first week of September. Wow, that's early. It's quite possible that because uh, a lot of TV shows were in a situation where they could either really scramble to get some new episodes out uh, in the existing season after the strike, or they were just going to scrap things and get started early on the next season. So so we have a, a very unique situation now where a lot of shows like Heroes and Chuck have an earlier start to their writing, which means an earlier start to their shooting, which could indeed mean that they have an earlier start to their, their season. Uh, we don't know for sure. Uh, do you guys have any more information about that? All we've heard is that um, there won't be any more episodes for season one, but season two has been picked up. And, and like we said earlier, they begin filming the, the pilot episode for season two in May. So other than that, your guess is as good as ours. Yeah. Though NBC Heroes, NBC Chuck could mean if they share some of the same strategy, who knows? Sooner the better. That's our point. Sooner the better. Another question actually was addressed by quite a few people, uh, mentioned by Jorge Saldana from Chile as well, asking about whether we're going to hear uh, Chuck's music either in iTunes or, or somewhere else. And in particular, Manuel was asking if we could name the tracks uh, for people to know how to get them. Now, I, I know I've seen on ChuckTV.net before that you guys were uh, had something on there about which songs came up in the episodes. Right. Those are the songs that they source from other um, artists, not the instrumental tracks that um, Tim and his crew create for the episodes. So if if you mean the actual uh, lyrical tracks, then we do have lists of those at checktv.net. But the instrumental stuff, I don't know. I actually heard from Tim Jones, the music composer from Chuck, and he, he said it's not likely that they'll put out any of the soundtrack incidental music though it's not impossible. And definitely, if you want to write into NBC and request it, there's, uh, I mean, basically, they're, they're in the money business. If they, if they think that there's an audience for it, it's quite possible that they could release it. At this point, there hasn't been enough interest shown, but that could change. So uh, by all means, contact NBC and let them know that you're interested. I love the music. I think Tim does an amazing job. He does. Hey, I'd buy it. Yeah. And if you would too, maybe it'll happen. But moving right along, uh, Liz, you uh, wanted to read an email from Alec Towns? Yes, Alec, um, he would like to know, he says, at the end of Chuck versus the Marlin, 
it is said something like more Chuck coming soon. Does that mean he wants to know um, if uh, we'll be seeing a few more episodes for this season? And of course, we know that's Ixnade. Um, he also says, I remember reading that Chuck was filmed in a CompUSA for the Buy More. So with CompUSA closing down, does that mean we could see a change in the set for the Buy More? I don't think we'll see a set change because I believe what happened was they used CompUSA as a stand-in for the Buy More in the pilot episode. And then once the show got picked up, they actually built their own set on a soundstage rather than, you know, kind of outsourcing. So... I think, you know, the buy more that we'll see in season two will be the one we've grown to know and love in season one. Yeah, I would I would agree, especially big network shows like this. They they always build sets for these kinds of things. So uh, I, I doubt I mean, they may, maybe they use exteriors from the CompUSA, which they could do exteriors really anywhere. Just throw up a sign. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think it's going to change a whole lot. I doubt it. And Jorge Saldana from Chile. I, I've actually been to Chile as well, to Santiago. Uh, want to shout out to Jorge. He wanted to ask about the CD from the show, but he also mentioned that both Liz and Mel are pretty. Oh, thanks. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, Jorge. You know what? I wanted to also mention that that picture that you see whenever you pull up the podcast, yeah, that's pretty much how I look all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, she, she looks like that Andy Warhol um, colored look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the constant perpetual look of terror on my face. <laughs> Ah, the little... I forgot to mention that Manuel said that Gray is pretty. Sorry, Liz. Yes. Oh, Gray, you got your first pretty. <laughs> I got my first pretty comment. <laughs> Don't have to go too far on that one. And Mel has a message from Switzerland. That's right. Martina from Switzerland emailed in and said, Hi, Gray, Mel, and Liz. You're all very, very pretty. So we got oh, two cool. berries on that one. <laughs> She said, I've accepted your briefing, and this is from our last podcast, and I'm hereby sending in my Czech versus Switzerland banner. I hope you've received a lot of other mail with graphics to show in the Enhanced podcast. I love that feature, by the way. It adds a special note to the podcast, and I can look at all the pretty pics while listening to you guys on my way to the office. I've also noticed the little iPod your nerd herder is carrying in the header pic. So cute. Which I agree, that was a little touch added by our very own Gray, and I think yeah. it's adorable. It is cute. <laughs> But as far as uh, Martina, your your banner that you sent in, I did receive it, but I have to apologize. While we were getting our material together to uh, about what we wanted to talk about on this podcast, I realized that I we never posted it at checktv.net, and that's my fault. It's been this last month has been Mel versus the research paper, and the research paper is winning. So I've <laughs> I have a backlog of emails that I need to, of things that I've kind of set aside to get taken care of eventually but that research paper is due tomorrow so hopefully sometime this week i will be getting through that backlog of email and that will include getting your banner posted because it was very nice um and also just a reminder to everyone to go ahead and send in your graphics of uh, you know the czech versus switzerland can't be alone we need czech versus i don't know argentina um chile we know you people are out there and you're listening so come on send us your graphics yeah so moving right along to other emails, BR wants to hear more interviews with behind-the-scenes people, like the costume designer. I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. We'll work on that. Yeah, we'll do our best. Um, and actually, if anybody who's listening has any connections with people who work on Chuck or act in Chuck, feel free to tap their shoulders for us and let them know we're interested. Um, we're doing our best on, on our side, but having all sides contributing could help. 
Océane Rémy from France uh, wrote in to tell us about a French chuck site that you should check out. We went to see it, and, and there's quite a lot of great information on there. If you can speak French um, or understand French, go to chuck.hypnoweb.net. We've got a link in our podcast. That's chuck.hypnoweb.net. Um, lots of great information in French about Chuck. And lastly, Sydney uh, wrote in to us before, and Sydney and Victoria wanted to know what are our favorite awkward moments in Chuck. For instance, they love the part when Chuck and Sarah are talking about the mission, when they have to pretend to sleep together and they keep making sex references and they're very uncomfortable. I know that there's lots of those moments, but I want to put out a challenge for this one. Um, what are your favorite awkward moments? We, we all have them all, and even favorite moments in general. Um, but let us know which are the ones that you um, love the most. Hopefully that'll give us some great content for our next podcast. And oh, uh, as they're signing off, they say they have to compete with the infamous Dora the Explorer. We've got a little rivalry going on. And <laughs> so Sydney and Victoria say that Liz and Mel, you're both very pretty. Thank you, Sydney and Victoria. Yeah, so you guys have a real fan base building. We do. I'm telling you, those bumper stickers are starting to look better and better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, though? This means we can never leave the house without our hair done and our makeup on. I know. Yeah. We'll have to get a, new, a whole new look, sunglasses uh, and all. <laughs> yeah, big hats. Yeah. Yep. So next up is spoilers. If you don't want to hear spoilers, you can turn the podcast off now. Thanks for listening. And we're moving into our spoilers section. We don't have a lot of spoilers this time because obviously they are just now getting back to work on writing for season two. But at Paley Fest, a few things did leak. For example, uh, Yvonne was asked about her Wienerlicious costume and whether we'd be seeing it next season. And she said she didn't think so. She said there were a lot of other um, crazy fast food related costumes that she could be wearing. And she thought those might be coming into play. So that could be interesting. Hmm. Also, um, Adam Baldwin was asked what he would like to see happen, and he had a really interesting idea. He said he'd like to meet Casey's mom. I'd like to meet Casey's mom. Yeah, I've, I've always thought, and we've talked about this, that we need more of Casey's backstory. And meeting the woman who birthed him, that would be something else. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a family business. Ooh, yeah. Could be. Mrs. Casey the Assassin? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, there was an interesting IGN interview that you have linked on your site. They interviewed um, several of the actors at Pele Fest and got some good um, quotes from them about things that they either think will be happening in season two or would like to have happen in season two. So be sure to check that out. Yeah. And because our next podcast will probably be not until the first week of May, please do check out chucktv.net. Follow the links and get lots of great Chuck news on the site and yvonstrahovsky.net. And we hope to hear from you in the meantime with lots of listener emails and photos and anything else related to Chuck. Thanks for listening. I just wanted to send a shout out to Vern and the boys who are serving our country over in Afghanistan. Well, I was going to say hi, Mom, but she doesn't listen, sad to say. <laughs> so, you know what? I, I'm going to ask our listeners to, to help me out here. You know, you know, we, we did the Liz is Pretty thing. Now, Liz needs a sign-off. So if you guys could all write in, email a, a nice sign-off for me instead of hi, Mom, or, you know, 
Liz is pretty. Although you could still say Liz is pretty and Mel is pretty and Gray is pretty because we are. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We are one good looking cast. I tell you what. (laughs) Yeah. Who have actually never met each other. That'll, That'll be cool if we can actually meet each other sometime. Well, that's true. We're modest, too. Anyway, signing off. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening. 